For your awards consideration, Max presents Love and Death, the HBO original limited series starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. This riveting drama tells the true story of Candy and Pat Montgomery and Betty and Alan Gore, two church-going couples enjoying their small-town Texas life until an extramarital affair leads somebody to pick up an axe. Don't miss the critically acclaimed series praised by the New York Times as hypnotic and totally engrossing. Love and Death is now streaming on Max. About My Father is the new film from stand-up comedian Sebastian Maniscalco based on his life with his immigrant father, Salvo. We're here today with the comedian himself, as well as director Laura Taruso on Crew Call. Welcome to you both. Sebastian, the minute you were on stage talking about your family, was there always a movie in the back of your mind? No, this was not planned. This is not (laughs) something I had on my vision board. Uh, The movie idea came about with my uh, writing partner, Austin Earl. Um, I don't know, maybe six years ago, we decided to put pen to paper. And uh, we come from similar backgrounds in the sense that my wife and his wife come from a better cut of cloth, wealthy family. um, And we always kind of bonded over um, you know, he would go skiing with them and he would tell stories about how the how the rich and whatever wealthy live. And, you know, we come from a middle class background. So that's kind of where it all started. And I didn't think, you know, this was going to end up being anything. You know, you write a movie, you're like, yeah, maybe maybe it will get made. But uh, we just did it out of the sheer fun of wanting to do it and not necessarily, oh, we're going to make this thing a big hit. And then choosing Laura, how did that come about that you guys teamed up? Did you see something in her work that sparked to you? So uh, I think we interviewed five directors for this project. And what stuck out about Laura was in the presentation, it was over Zoom, uh, in the presentation, she was so thorough and so um, descriptive in how she wanted to make this movie. She had like a, I don't know what the hell it was, like a PowerPoint <laughs> the presentation. You felt like you were in a uh, like a business meeting. I mean, everybody else came in with just like, oh, I think we should do this and do that. She came in with like visuals of what the wardrobe was going to be and you know, just a lot of visuals. And I'm like a visual guy. So I was thinking, God, you know, if she took this much time and effort and energy just on the interview, I mean, that that just showed that she had a lot of passion for this project. Plus, being an Italian American, she kind of knew the world I came from. She knew my father in a sense that she probably has an uncle or a father similar to mine. So I knew she, uh, we had like a, we're like almost dolphins. We have like a, like a secret language Italian speak. And uh, I knew I would have kind of like a shorthand with her in that sense. So, and I felt really comfortable with her. So yeah, it, it was all, all in her preparation uh, and that's and her passion. That's why uh, we chose her to direct the film. So Laura, how do you shoot Sebastian? Do you bring in the wide angle? Do you, <laughs> do, you do a lot of reaction shots? I mean, 
this is one of the greatest like physical comedians in the world. And so wides are really important because you want to capture that physicality. And in working on the script with with him in Austin, it was sort of like making sure that we hit the mark on those moments where we were really paying homage to his stand-up work. The entire movie is is pulled from his life and his work. And so really wanting to to put in as much truth and authenticity into the work was so important. And Sebastian, tell me about landing De Niro. I know you were in Irishman together. Was that just a, a slam dunk or is there a little courtship involved? Well, when we when we wrote this, obviously you start talking about oh who who who's the father, and De Niro's name was thrown in the hat, but not you know like it was like a fantasy. You know, you're never gonna get this guy to do this movie, you know. I, I yeah, I did the Irish one with him. It's not like we bonded over you know cannolis on set. Uh, you know, De Niro is a, a man of few words, and you know it's hard to get the you know to get to know him. So it's not like we had this uh, uh, friendship. We just had a mutual respect for one another and then uh, he got the script really enjoyed it wanted to read it out loud so we went to new york and we hired a bunch of actors read it out loud and he's like yeah i, I want to do it and it was like wow i mean I, we we couldn't we couldn't believe it i still can't believe it I, I walked down the hallway here and i saw the poster and i'm like just happening is he here you know like i don't know it, it was uh i never it would ever imagine coming back to my hometown Chicago and promoting a movie where Robert De Niro is playing my dad I mean if you would have told me that in 1998 when I moved from Chicago to LA I would have told you were crazy so yeah getting him was uh was absolute and it, it was just amazing to watch the guy work on on set had he watched your your sets had he seen it because he's yeah, got a he great came. sense of humor yeah, he came uh, to a show shortly after The Irishman. He came to my show at Radio City Music Hall and watched uh, my set. So he was familiar with my comedy and 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 what I did. And you know, being Italian American, I, you know, he I think gravitated towards the text and 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 thought he could make it come alive. And he hung out with my father, you know, for three four days he was on the phone with my dad asking him questions and studying uh, how you wear your hat what kind of cigars do you smoke and uh yeah my dad was hanging out with De Niro in Oklahoma <laughs> there's so amazing video of uh of Salvo teaching Bob how to curse in Italian for for the film <laughs> yeah so Laura tell me about working with these two I, I'm just you know, wondering yeah, how, how you set the tone between the two of them. Well, so when we did the table read in New York, it was so clear that these guys had chemistry. They really did feel like father and son. And they just had a shared cultural, like, we get each other. And so I knew that they were going to work on screen together. And then in terms of, of working with actors, you know, I, I like to keep my sets very open i want the actors to feel really comfortable so that we can play with comedy the best stuff comes out of those moments that just happen on set the the, the those lines that are improvised so i'm often like throwing out alts 
Um, anything I can do to sort of keep the actors on their toes, keep them listening to each other and um, and staying present and and in the authentic world is is key. So, you know, once we were on set and and for Bob, authenticity is everything. When we shot the scene in the uh, hair salon, Sebastian's father was on set that day showing him how to dye a woman's hair, how to do highlights <laughs> so because he wanted to be able to really know how to do that like he doesn't want to look like he doesn't know how to do it so um it was it, that that commitment to authenticity and to being in the moment and to listening was everything sebastian does your dad still have a shop he sold uh, he used to own salons and then he had sold them about 20 years ago he works for somebody now uh and he's 76 gonna be 77 in june and this guy ain't quitting, you know. I tell him, Dad, you know, it's it's time, you know. He he's, he's got so uh, his, uh, his shoulders all screwed up, his bicep is detached from his shoulder. You know, it's like that. You know, you could you could barely lift your arms, but this guy, you know, continues to go to work. He's gonna die doing a blowout. Where does he do here? Chicago or out out in Los yeah, Angeles? Yeah, no, no, northwest suburbs of of uh, of. Uh, the city here so yeah he's uh you know i was thinking if this would have happened 25 30 years ago in the height of his career this guy could have been charging a thousand dollars ahead but but would be a part of this movie <laughs> but uh yeah he's still cutting away and he's doing press with me i was just with him uh and uh doing uh an interview with gail king <laughs> For your awards consideration, Max presents Love and Death, the HBO original limited series starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. This riveting drama tells the true story of Candy and Pat Montgomery and Betty and Alan Gore, two church-going couples enjoying their small-town Texas life until an extramarital affair leads somebody to pick up an axe. Don't miss the critically acclaimed series praised by the New York Times as hypnotic, and totally engrossing. Love and Death is now streaming on Max. How much of the movie is true, Sebastian? Yeah, so I kind of, I'll tell you what's uh, true. I do go every 4th of July up to North Carolina to visit my wife's family who uh, own a home there. And basically they own the whole community with the golf club, the whole thing. So that's that's true. Um, the relationship with my father is, is those dynamics that comes from a real place. The helicopter, yes, I really got into a helicopter and started sweating uh, and started to have a, a panic attack. Um, but the stuff like the the jet booting we just came up with in uh, in, in writing, the, the they do have turkeys on the property up in North Carolina, so we made that a a peacock, but no one ever killed a peacock, and that's that's not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, there's elements of the of the you know the, the characters are like inspired by uh, real people, um, but it's not like a you know it's not like a documentary. It's it's uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie uh, that that has hints of truth, but uh, also some of it's made up. So I first saw you before you were Sebastian Maniscalco. You're just Sebastian. Uh, back, I saw you seriously back in, I want to say 2000, 2001 at the Comedy Store. Wow. And the bit you did was 
it's still one of my favorite. My my two favorite bits is is uh, Annie Freeze on Baloney. The one where you go into Ross. Have you been into right. this place? <laughs> that yeah. that is Ross, uh, Ross. yeah that that that's genius. Look, there haven't been that many comedies in the in the movie theaters. We've been missing them. How do you guys feel about bringing bringing it back this Memorial Day weekend? I mean, it's a dream come true. Like this is this is the exactly the kind of film that made me want to become a filmmaker. You know, films of like by filmmakers like Mike Nichols and Penny Marshalls, these sort of big Hollywood comedies are what are what inspired me to do this. So to be able to make a film that's premiering theatrically that you can take your whole family to. I mean, I'm hoping that people will take their parents, their kids, their grandkids, you know, you could take three generations to this movie and everybody will be able to have a good time. Uh, it's it's really, you know, it's the dream. Yeah, for me, um, I saw the movie with a test audience a couple of times. And for me as a live performer to go to a movie theater and hear 350 people all laughing in unison was, you know, it brought me back to the the 80s when I used to go and see movies when you know everybody went to go see movies on the weekends it was the thing to do yeah times have changed and whatnot but to echo what, what Laura's saying is this is one of these films where I think you could you could take your family in a in a world now with films so you know every, every everything is so like oh it's a superhero it's this it's that you know I think this movie is a nice departure from all that, and it's got heart. You could laugh. It's you could enjoy it with you know grandma and and everybody you know like the, the grandkids and everybody. It's it's just I don't know. I, I, wholesome is, is is too you know hokey of a word to say, but it's just nice to be able to go out and enjoy a movie with your family rather than you know yeah you're going to see. Uh, spider-man and then we're gonna go see you know this is something that everybody could go see together you know when i would ask comedians about you know is there is there anything you can't joke about they would be no absolutely not we could joke about anything there's no there's nothing taboo and then things have just kind of changed recently yeah, i mean you could talk about anything you want i mean it's just now that you got a few people a very few people that get bent out of shape about it and unfortunately those people are the loudest uh, people in the crowd. Uh, from what I've seen, and I tour all over the country, comedy right now is, is, is booming. People are dying to laugh. They don't care what you say. All right. It, it's, 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 you could go look at any comedian now and, you know, they're selling out two, 3,000 seats and people are dying for the honest truth. And uh, you can't really worry about what uh, you're not going to make everybody happy. All right. So if you start doing that and you're worried about what you're going to say and you got to edit yourself, you might as well uh, be, you know, driving a semi truck across the uh, country, uh, you know, carting vegetables around. It's it's just it's just you lose the your edge. You lose, you know, the truth is funny. I'm sorry. And if people can't take the truth, stay home. Laura, in shooting this movie, tell me tell me about the timeline. Did you shoot this during COVID? Did you guys have this done before the pandemic? Yes, we shot it during COVID. Uh, we shot it in 32 days in Mobile, Alabama. 
it was the fall, so it was hurricane season. So we, <laughs> we, we, within the first two weeks of shooting, we'd blown out our cover set because it rained every day. At one point, at one point early on, I, you know, I was like, man, it just keeps raining. I Googled rainiest city in America and it's like Mobile, Alabama is the rainiest city in America. And I was like, man. So, uh, so we made it through and look, the people of Mobile were amazing to us. The locations are gorgeous. We ate the best food. I mean, I've, I've never eaten so much crab in my life, but uh, it was a tough shoot. And uh, I'm just so happy with with how the film turned out because you don't feel that that on the screen. What is next for both of you, respectively? Well, you know, the sequel <laughs> in uh, in Sicily. We're looking forward to that. Yes. Um, no, I'll let you answer. What, what, are you, what are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, I'm developing stuff. Um, different films. I have a, a documentary that I'm really passionate about adapting. I'm working with Norman Lear's company uh, to adapt that into a miniseries. And uh, yeah, just just developing new material. I mean, this was this was a, a dream come true in that it was such a personal film for me that that just came in and it was so personal and yet so universal. And that is just such a rare thing to get to make a studio movie that feels so so personal. So I'm so grateful to Sebastian and Austin for writing it and uh, to Lionsgate for making it because, uh, and I hope that it hits with with the other, the rest of the audience as well. Yeah. And are you on tour? Are you? Um, I just got done filming a, a show with Chuck Lorre uh, for HBO Max called uh, How to Be a Bookie. I play a bookie in Los Angeles. So I just wrapped on that. Uh, I'll be doing you know a little resident residency in La Las Vegas at the Win, and then uh, I'll go on a major tour sometime next year. So right now I'm just in that uh, stage of kind of collecting material, spending time with my family. For comedians to get material, at least for me, I gotta live my life. So I gotta I gotta you know hang out and go out and see things. You know can't always be touring because if you're always touring, there's no you can't extract any material. You gotta unbox hangers, you know. You unbox hangers, man. That's where it's all coming from. Black clips. Black, black and beige hangers. Uh, uh, Sebastian Menescalco and Laura Terusso. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Appreciate for having us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode.